Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. What a tumultuous few months we've endured in our nation and in our city, with floods and freezes, with pandemic and political unrest. The government has responded by giving a stimulus package to people, hoping that it will help the economy move forward. Over the next few days, I will be sharing a message about God's stimulus plan. He's always had a plan to be a blessing to his people, no matter what's going on. It's nothing new, but it's still available to you if you would trust God with all your heart. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Well, we've been talking about God's stimulus plan. Before we get too far with that, I don't want you to get the idea that we're talking only about money because it was God who sent his son Jesus Christ to stimulate us to life. The Bible says while we were yet dead in sin, he brought us to life. That's a stimulation right there. He brought us to life and then Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly so you can enjoy life so if anything is going to be stimulated in your life you must first believe before you can receive say that with me believe and receive I want you to open your hearts and minds today as we share the word of the Lord with you because God does want you to be stimulated not just to receive a blessing, but to use whatever he gives you in your life to go out and be a blessing to others and so God can get the glory. Grab a hold of your Bible, repeat after me, say all scripture is God breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my rebuking, for my correction, for my training in righteousness so that I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It was Jesus Christ himself who declared that he has come to give us life more abundantly. But how many of you have wondered in your life whether or not you were ever going to be blessed? You know, if you were like me, you had an expectation when you first came to the Lord that you were going to be blessed and have the prosperous life. Now, maybe it was because of all the evangelists and ministers I saw on TV telling me how blessed they were. And I can be blessed as well. Why does it seem sometimes that other people are blessed and you are not? Maybe you thought you were doing something wrong or not strong enough in the faith. Or maybe God doesn't have his favor poured out on you like he has poured out on others. You know, the Bible does say, if I delight myself in the Lord, he will give me the desires of my heart. So maybe I'm not delighting myself in the Lord like I should or something else is not working quite right. But I am here today to tell you God has a plan to bring all those who belong to him to a place of blessing and a place of prosperity. There ought to be a little bit more enthusiasm about that one. Now when I speak about blessings and prosperity, I'm not talking about having so much money, you can't come to church because you're too busy enjoying all your money. You have so much money that you have to take Sundays 
to go out on the lake with your new boat and drive your RVs and, and motorhomes all around the country to nice resorts. And, and you've got a, a private plane that you now can go all over the world because you've been so blessed. And then we haven't seen you at church. When I'm talking about blessings, I'm talking about having enough to have all of your family needs met and having an abundance so you can bless others. So if you have all of your needs met and uh, you have an abundance, you're wealthy. Wealthy doesn't, uh, comes with the amount of money you have because there are some people that had a million dollars and they were still broke because they owed two million. And the creditor was coming to take what they had. So if you have all of your needs met and you're living comfortably and you have an abundance, the bill collectors are not running after you and you can do all the things you need to do and you can bless others, you are wealthy. But before God can make all grace abound towards us, it's going to require our participation with the plan of God. So I want to look at how that worked out in the life of someone who thought the blessings of God has passed them by. You ever thought the blessings of God may have passed you by? You thought you were going to do real well by the time you were in your 30s or maybe your early 40s and now 40 has been in the real view mirror a long time. 50, you passed that sign a while back and now you're thinking maybe it's over for me. Or maybe things have just gone off the track for you and you just can't seem to, to make it. But I want to look at an old story in a new way. Because you may find yourself in a similar place. And I want to go to the book of Second Kings chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. This story in the Old Testament says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Let's take a moment and understand what and who we are looking at in this scripture. We have a widow. Her husband was a man of God. He was a servant of the prophets. This widow has a debt she cannot pay. She's in debt. She's in over her head. She has two sons who were at risk of being taken away by the creditors as slaves. And one of the worst things that can happen to a person in this old times and this culture was to be a widow without any sons to look out for them. So here she is, her husband is dead, she doesn't have any income, the creditors are coming to take her two sons to pay for the debt that her husband apparently created. We also have in this story the prophet Elisha, 
the man of God. Now this woman is crying out. We see that in the text. Have you ever found yourself crying out to the Lord about a condition you find yourself in? Many of us have been there before. If you're not there now, just keep holding on. You will find yourself crying out to the Lord about the shape you are in right at that moment. But look at this woman. Now, my husband was serving the Lord. He was serving the prophets. He, he was pouring out his life. And some people will say, Lord, I've been serving you and I'm still suffering. And you're wondering how God let you get in the shape you're in. You didn't expect to be where you are, but you find yourself in that place. You don't have to say anything. I know that because I hear you talking sometimes about, Lord, why me? Lord, when are you going to do something? Lord, how am I going to get out of this? Lord, if I could just do something else. And some people even will turn their back on the Lord because they think God has forsaken them in the midst of their trial. But there's some good news in this story. The good news is that the man, Elisha, representing God, was in her house, was in her place. So listen closely today because the man representing God is in the house today. And we have the word of God and we're going to share that with you. While this woman was crying and pouring out her heart in anguish, the prophet asked her two questions. The first question was, how can I help you? Now, if you look at the text, he asked her that question and did not give her time to answer. He asked another question right behind that one. This first question, how can I help you? Perhaps he observed that she didn't have a clue as how he could help her. She was helpless in her own mind without any hope of resolving her issue. And sometimes when somebody asks you, how can I help you? You don't know what resources they have, so you don't know how to answer that. The point is, if you don't know who you're dealing with, you don't know what kind of help you can get from them. So it's hard to answer that question when somebody says, how can I help you? Have there been times in your life when you might have said, I don't know how you can help me, just pray for me? With all the things that we've experienced during the past few months, some of you may be at that place now. I need help, but I don't know who can help me, and I don't know how they can help me. And then he asked immediately after asking, how can I help you? And then the text said he just went right into this next question. What do you have in your house? Put yourself in her place. How can I help you? What do you have in your house? She probably thought, I have nothing of value in my house. She must have said that. She says, I have nothing at all. I mean, she could have said, well, I have a table. I have a candle. I have a bowl. But she understood the question, what do you have in your house to help you with this situation you're in? And she says, I have nothing of value is what she's saying. I have nothing except a little oil. I have nothing except 
a little oil. Those of you who are having an issue today, if, if you were asked that question, what do you have in your house? What would you say? If you're in a place where you say, I need some help, I don't, I don't know what to do, Satan, a man of God would say, so what do you have in your house? What would you say? The widow woman saw a little oil, but the prophet, looking through the eyes of faith and through the eyes of God, saw an opportunity for a business venture. She says, I have a little oil. He says, I can see a business with that. I want you to notice that Elisha did not waste any time. When she said, I have a little oil, he instructed her right away. He says, all right, go around. Verse 3 says, go around, ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. Again, put yourself in this conversation. The instructions were specific. Go ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour into all the jars. And as each one is filled, Put it to one side. I noticed something here and I want you to see it too. I, I watched this and I looked at it. This woman did not question him about anything he instructed her to do. See, there are some people who will question all the instructions they receive and may ultimately talk themselves out of taking action. She could have said, now, why do you want me to go to my neighbor's? You don't know my neighbors. Uh, what am I going to look like asking all of my neighbors for all of their containers? They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to wonder what I'm up to. She could have said that. What are we going to do with all these jars anyway? And how many did you say we need to get? Why do we need to get so many? Are we going to look stupid? And he said, fill the jars. Fill them with what? Those are just questions that people ask. But sometimes when God is moving, you need to have the faith just to believe before you can receive. She didn't ask any questions she received from the man of God. She didn't even ask any questions. The next time you see her, she's shutting the door and pouring. Verse 5 says, she left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She got the instructions. She was obedient. She did exactly what the man of God told her to do. What was she thinking when she saw this miracle unfolding, when she started pouring out of her little vial of oil and the oil kept coming? She started pouring. She said, all I have is a little oil. He said, go and start pouring. She could have said, now, what do you want me to pour? I only have a little oil. She started pouring the oil she had. 
And as she poured, more came out and more came out and more came out. What was she thinking? She said, look at all this oil. We have enough to cook with. We have enough to, to light our lamps. We have enough to heat our house. This oil was a valuable commodity. She said, look at what we have. We could do all of this with it. This is amazing. But God had another plan for her. I believe God has a plan for many of you with something you have in your house. She went to the man of God, verse 7, and told the man of God, she said, well, we, we got all of the jars filled and we have no more and the oil has stopped. So she said, let me go tell him what happened. She said, we got plenty of oil now. We happy. And he said, I got one more instruction for you. Go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on what is left. God stimulated an entrepreneurial enterprise that eliminated her debt and provided income for her and her sons. They lived on what was left. See, when this woman connected with God through the prophet in this story, she had it in her heart to help her family out of a tragic circumstance. They were in debt. Her sons was about to be taken as slaves. She had something in her house that she would use. She had something in her heart. She had something in her house. And then she had something in her hands to take action and to exercise the faith, to obey the word of God and to do something and to take action. She did not see what God wanted to do with her until the man of God says, just don't use it in your house. Take it out and sell it. Oh, sell it? Yeah, sell it. And she went out and sold it. And sometimes you can't see what God can see that he has in store for you until you get a revelation from God and inspiration from God about what's in your house. There are some questions in this for us as well. Are you connected to God? This woman was connected to God through the prophet. If you want to be successful and God's going to stimulate you, you have to be connected with God first and foremost. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. There are several of you and a lot of you, in fact, most people in our lives at some point in time have an idea or a dream or a thought about doing business. You ever thought of a business? You ever thought I should work for myself? I think I have this idea. Somebody ought to do this or whatever. Is there anybody in here ever thought about that? But we never get past the thought in our mind. It is God who gives ideas and dreams and visions. It is other people who will talk you out of them. And some of the other people start with ourselves. We talk ourselves out of them or other people will talk us out of them. Or we think we don't have enough understanding. We don't have enough 
wisdom. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough of something to get started. What I'm telling you today is that you can and you should get started. You know when you need to start? Right now when you hear this word. It is not too late for God to stimulate this idea that you've had and cause you to prosper. What he wants you to do is commit your way to the Lord. Whatever you do, somebody say whatever. Whatever you do, if you're going to go and get you a lawnmower and start mowing lawns, commit that to the Lord and you will succeed. You may see I got a lawnmower and and I'm going to go cut one yard and God says, no, you're going to have a landscaping business that's doing commercial businesses all over the city and you're going to be riding around in your pickup truck just checking on your crews. All you saw was a lawnmower in one somebody's yard. Proverbs 3 verses 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In all of your ways acknowledge him. God knew and God expect us to uh, have a lot of different things that we want to get accomplished. That's why he said in all of your ways, in your spiritual direction, in your financial direction, in your relational direction, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. Here's the first thing. Are you connected with the Lord? If you're not, you need to be connected with him today. He knows how to direct your path. He knows how to give you wisdom. He knows how to give you knowledge. He knows how to give you understanding so you can succeed in everything you do. You just need to take a page out of the book that Solomon, when he was asked of God, what do you want from me? Solomon said, let me see. I want some wisdom. Because if I have wisdom, I can make it work. Somebody missed that. Somebody would have said, I want some money. You could use up all your money and then don't know what to do next. But Solomon said, I have wisdom. If I have wisdom, if I mess up, I can straighten it out. If I lose money, I can make some more. If I have the wisdom of God, I can succeed. That's why he said, I will direct your path. When you have the wisdom of God, looking through the eyes of God, you can see what other people can't see. The prophet could see that little oil and an oil business. The woman can say, all I have left is just a little bit of oil. That's all she can see. And he said, boy, that's enough to start a business. There are so many people who are stressed and is struggling right now because of the things that are going on around us. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I'm reminding you, God has already promised his people that he is able to provide. I certainly hope that these messages are helpful to you to know how God can stimulate you for your blessing and prosperity even in tough times. The first thing that needs to be done is to be sure you are connected with God and that you're honoring God with your life and with all that he's giving you. I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship. We're meeting each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161. 
61 Old Humble Road, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. If you are in Humble, the Lake Houston area, Spring, Northeast Houston, Northwest Houston, you're in our neighborhood. You can also join us online each Sunday at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety or share it with someone, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can enjoy today's message as well as previous messages that we've aired. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, there's one on our campus. Call us at The Beacon, 281-441-2885. For Bibles, communion, and church supplies, call us, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.